right. So right. here we, we are. microphone. There we go. <laughs> yeah, like now we're here. Now we're all here. Okay, guys. We <laughs> fucking made it. <laughs> we're here. I'm crying. Like, honestly, um, if y'all knew the headache that I, like, little bit of headache that I have right now, but I'm going to... We're going to work through it. It's not even going to exist in the show, so don't even worry about it. Um, this is our season finale. What is that like? I almost choked. <laughs> <laughs> um, this show, the, it's crazy because the title like immediately kind of came. Yeah, um, it's a good one for exactly what it is. And for like the end of the, the season, but also like yeah. what we're going to be talking about. Um, and then also just like... Uh, a situation that I'll describe uh, shortly, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, this episode is titled "Where Do We Go From Here." This is episode forty-four of Black Millennial, and the final episode of season one. Where do we go from here? That was my favorite song on that album. Um, it literally is one of those songs that just bangs completely differently. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I feel like that song could have definitely been on when I get home. For sure. Um, as for well. sure. It transmutes. Um, yeah, transcends. <laughs> it transcends. <laughs> um, it transforms. <laughs> this week is sponsored by Zaxby's. Um, I was in the South this weekend. I was in North Carolina actually last weekend. I know. I don't know if you were in North or South. I was in, yeah, North Carolina. And um, the Zaxby's slapped. Like, even the fucking little piece of toast, the butter toast, fucking slapped. I've never had it, but I hear nothing but good things. Like, the fact that I can get, like, a couple chicken strips and some, like, sweet and spicy barbecue boneless chicken wings and a piece boneless. of fucking toast. Yeah, because I, I don't need the bones. Um, Actually, I want to go to... I would say something really bad to go, that I wanted to go to. Hooters. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, let's go and move on. Um, what was it? Okay, so about the season finale, uh, we will be just on a break until October 7th. Um, it'll be then like a one-year uh, anniversary of the show. Um, there's a big announcement that we have coming up at the end of this episode. I'm so excited. Um, so keep listening and, uh, there will be some great things to be excited for, uh, there. Um, I still have the game of desire book. I don't know. Cause this happens all the time. Like where I'll be like, mm, I should reach out for something, but then like somebody already probably got it, but nobody got the book. So nobody, um, hit me up if or hit up the black money and i'll tweet it from our from our our accounts um i'll tweet it from my personal account too because okay yeah um we have a book so if you niggas want to read it uh, niggas don't be right reading though that's true it's only when people go back to school that they start feeling like oh well other niggas is in school so i guess i gotta (laughs) start you know getting on my game i got um i recently got the spook that sat by the door okay um that's one of nipsey hustle's favorite books but it was actually on uh, snowfall as well it's basically about like how the um fbi infiltrated the black panther party okay like similar type thing so i'm reading that right now i'm thinking what we can do with books because there's another book that um just i believe just came out that i want to purchase just about like mental health and stuff um but i think maybe putting out like a book list a book list um, yeah yeah of like things to read um that would be super cool so uh that's that um, so I started saying that I was down south. I'm actually going to, like, get my phone so I can, like, tell this Read entire, story. entire mm-hmm. story, like, as I remember it. Um, but I was at a family reunion, 
and uh it's been like i'll be honest a very trying week for like uh my family um you know uh we lost like the matriarchal head uh like of house in our family uh my grandmother so rest in peace to her um but very suddenly very suddenly yeah and we were we were also like together uh in north carolina when it happened and so it was just uh, one of those experiences that, like, really brings you together. Um, but my aunt, I'm going to say her name, my Aunt Verna, just so y'all know. You got to get a name for context. Who to not play with. <laughs> um, I just want to, like, run down this story. And I wrote it down in detail just so I, like, wouldn't forget because it was about a week ago. Um, but apparently this white man here in North Carolina... Uh, he was also staying there with a bunch of, like, construction people. So, question, were you guys in a major city or were you in the outskirts? No, we were in the outskirts. Like, okay. Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, definitely pretty rural. It was, like, a suburban-ish, but to, in North Carolina, it's just rural. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this man knocks on the door to, like, you know, tell them that whoever was in the room was being loud. And then, basically, my aunt's like, well go back to where you came from because like we don't (laughs) i'm not interested in what you have to say like we're paying to be here and he said something about y'all are like acting like monkeys so um, my 74 year old um i'm further proceeds to beat the hell out of this nigga with a smart water bottle (laughs) one leader or um the the tall boy the tall boy yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. 1.5. Um, <laughs> the 1.5, yeah. Um, so he was like, oh, you guys like assaulted me, blah, 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 blah. Um, another day, this was like maybe the, the day we, oh, yeah, it was like, I guess, the end of the weekend, that Sunday. It was like we were all went to this park, and apparently they were there, and he said something about, like, I need to get off this elevator with these niggers mm. to oh, no. people. Six, and... You know, like, people, were, like, heard about that after the fact, and, like, everybody was just, like, immediately, like, annoyed and freaked out. And not even freaked out, but just, like, they were, like, making sure the kids were okay and, like, not being around, like, just at the pool by themselves or anything because, like, we live in the world that we live in, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, people are just gross and disgusting. And so they ended up, like, saying they wanted to, like, report it to the people at the front desk. And the front desk people proceed to say, like, oh, well, y'all assaulted this man. Like, so we could, like, you know, we could call the cops on you for that. So they're just like, oh, we'll just call the cops on our own. <laughs> no worries. So, no big deal. They, they call the cops, you know, uh, some folks in my family. And there were people in my family, like, from down there, like, from that area. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, you know, this is what happened. Like, blah, blah, blah. We just want to, like, put it on record. And then... Uh, yeah, the hotel people were like, well, whatever, you know, we didn't have anything to do with this. They they were just like, keep us out of it, basically. <laughs> so, final part of the story. Um, the, I think that, like, Sunday or something, or then next, we were leaving, like, very early Monday morning. The um, same guy was, like, in the lobby as we're, like, all exiting or, like, you know, we've checked out or whatever. And the cops are, like, dealing with him. Because he's cursed out the lady at the front desk, telling was she, her... Was she to, black or white? She was, like, um, dark-skinned white. So, like, 
maybe so like Middle Eastern. Yeah, like no, not Middle Eastern, but like yeah, kind of like Tori. Like um, <laughs> like maybe like Greek or like just some, you know, something a little different. White with spice. White with spice, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but she's getting cursed out because he, he apparently was like drunk last night, like peeing all over the plate, like all over just like the what? outside. He was outside. Tell me this originally. Oh yeah. He was, like, outside, like, there's, like, a gazebo area. He was, like, peeing all, like, around there, like, just peeing Somebody everywhere. else, I know I did that. A friend of mine did that one time. Are you talking about me? <laughs> okay, we're not talking about me right now. Lastly, it just came around that, like, they, they like, basically didn't want to, like, defend no black people at all and just, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And then ultimately, now you got to deal with this nigga because he's staying there for right. X number of weeks or whatever. And I guess that's what, that was the whole thing. Like, they're, they've been there for weeks and blah, blah, blah. And then the cop was like, oh, yeah, well, he's from Texas. So, and it's like, well, what does so that what? mean? Like, people, he's from Texas, so he could just be a racist. Like, right. Um, so ultimately, it just brought me to, like, where we are this week. Um, and actually I'm going to leave with one more thing before we get into motives and thoughts. So I had a disagreement with someone and me and you haven't talked about this, but I had a disagreement with someone who felt like I, me, Jameer Mm -hmm. was racist and like, Mm -hmm. well, you know, against whites, obviously. Um, and we'll dig into that. And it was just annoying to me because it's like, Hey, you're black. So I don't know if you know. But like, but people can't be racist. Okay, but I said that. But okay, um, moral what of the you said? that's what you said. Yeah, moral of the story really is just that like, um, is the stuff I say or this is is are black people like racist or are black people like you know anti-white sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. I mean, the thing is, you can't be racist because racist being racist is like a systematic oppression of a large group of people. Correct. Because of our status and because of where we are in society, it's impossible to oppress a white person. Right. I can be prejudiced. Judgmental. I can be judgmental. I can be closed-minded. I can mm-hmm. be all of the above, but I can't be racist. Okay. Thanks for it. Let's. I'm glad we like... Threw it off of the prerequisite for that. So there's that. So, um, I'm also eating an acai bowl right now with CBD honey. So Okay, so it's about to get interesting. <laughs> um, let's go into our mood, uh, which I don't know how this has not been a mood this whole season. Like, I'm just <laughs> like, we could not end uh, this season without it. And because as we I'm, always talk about it. And we always say it. Always reference it, yeah. Uh, and so I, as I'm even looking at some things that like didn't make it into the season as moods, I'm just like, oh, we have some really, really good ones for um, next <laughs> for season next as season. well. Uh, but let's go into our mood from an icon. Most of the people that work uh, with me are um, people I've known for many years. And it's hard sometimes to make the transition from being the friend to the boss, from the boss to the friend, or from the daughter to the boss, from the boss to the daughter. You know, you have to wear different hats at times, you know. But um, I think I do pretty good. In what way? In what way? Yeah. Well, I have a very well-run organization. Um, I have very competent people who uh, do uh, a job, and they do them well. 
And uh, if they don't, then they know that they're going to hear from me. So you're a tough cookie? Sometimes. Always? Not always, no. Sometimes. That means sometimes. All right. Cool. I wanted to give, like, the whole context for, like, what was being said, you know. My, um, the thing is, though, is that she be dead serious when she talking to these people. Very much so. Very much. And, like, I respect that. It was never, uh, there was, like, a, a little debate, I guess, on Twitter. I don't know. I wasn't really, like, deeply into it, but just about, like, I guess black people didn't like Whitney Houston in the early 80s, I guess, because Cly Clive Davis was trying to, like, market her to a white audience and keep her away from, like, black thing so they felt like she was a sellout and stuff like that and I, I don't know like I feel like um black people like uh, the blackness be shining through no matter what you know no what matter I'm saying? what like different blackness I wore I wore um a, a Sailor Moon shirt you know y'all know I'm in the anime I wore a Sailor Moon shirt to work the other day and someone was like that's really not black of you and I was like it is black of me because I'm black and, and I watch yeah, anime. I'm black, and like niggas like a lot of stuff, you know, like. <laughs> but that's, like niggas like a lot the of different. Same thing they things. say about Lizzo, like you know what I mean, like because yeah, her music doesn't sound like Keisha Cole or like Future <laughs> um, or Sway Lee. <laughs> or Sway Lee. But I mean, it just doesn't sound yeah like like much of anyone. So it's like I don't very... know. I feel like Whitney Houston is very black. She also dated Bobby Brown, so. <laughs> There's that. That tells you. Do you remember when she was on stage and she was like, you better lay low. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, let, let's not bring up bad times. That's one of my favorite. That's, actually, that's going to be a move for next season, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this week's Motives and Thoughts is about racism. And it's so crazy that we have never had this conversation but i guess again it's very appropriate to like close out the season Thanks. um discussing racism because all we um, do is air white people on this joint <laughs> right and and I, I feel like um sometimes and for some people i've had someone say to me who's like uh you know uh, of mixed race that like sometimes listening to the podcast they feel like they hate like half of themselves you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and that's absolutely not like the function that's or the absolutely goal here absolutely the goal of this podcast <laughs> Stop. it's not the function like that's not what we're seeking to do it's definitely just to like bring awareness so that when you see people doing those things when you see people exhibiting those behaviors like it's not to hate them it's just for the awareness so that you can make other people aware that like that's not an okay behavior okay can i ask who said this no not right now okay, okay. um Okay, but um, let's start off. Let's start off from the tippy top, right? And I know let's this is like, like a lot to maybe like try to condense, mm -hmm. but we, we'll try. We'll do our best here. Um, but the first question is, why does the racial dynamic between blacks and whites exist? Well, I mean, it's, I guess it exists now because um, of slavery. Um, <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah, that <laughs> the happened. Tra the transatlantic slave trade. Yeah. Um, I think that is, was, is the root of it. I, and I also think that um, society, and I'm not going to say white people, society has a way of trying to not take accountability for those things. Absolutely. And it's like slavery happened 20 years ago. You guys should get over it by now. 
Jim Crow was was not that long ago. God, you guys should get over it. Right. Like, so I think that that is what makes it even more of a thing. I think that sidebar, but uh, never forget nine eleven. Yeah. Go ahead. Anyways, um, nine eleven was sad. People died, but also th- they died at the hands of the CIA. All right, come on. You're about to get us on the list. Both black <laughs> We're already bagged. on the list. Already, We're on, the already list. on the list. Black bagged over the head in a black suburban. We are already on the list. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, I think that even now, um, white people have a way of just not being able to acknowledge the fact that like these things are issues and they and they're so deeply ingrained in our society even down to like um you know like, like just y'all know I have hair now like the people the white people asking me just about my hair for 30 30 years straight yeah like what's your what's the curiosity like where does that stem from or like what do you hope to achieve with it right like, why do you care more about that than asking research? me about fucking p- police brutality and things that actually matter? Right, right, right. Or, 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 and, and I'll even cut you off because I want you to keep talking about this. But, like, uh, if you were to begin discussing police brutality, they mm-hmm. would become uncomfortable. But you don't become uncomfortable. You have this, like, airy curiosity about my hairstyles. Right. But yeah. But yeah. That's, um, that's... Because it people don't want to talk about it. it people, it... Shit like that, shit like this beca- is a thing because pe- people are uncomfortable talking about it. Yeah. And uncomfortable taking accountability for like, yeah, white people are trash. Yeah. So there's just a lack of acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that people like to say, um, and this happens across communities because I'll speak as just a, what? Oh, not, yeah. Not like all. not all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not all of us are like, you know, it's not me. You know, I'm not like that. But then uh, are very quick to you know, do a little something that's like, uh, there's like a microaggression or there's like a, a something Micro that could be racism. offensive. Little tiny racism. Right, little yeah. baby racism. Little t- just a little baby, you know, little baby racism. You know, now in many sizes that you can carry in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, things like that. And it's like, I, I can see this from the perspective of being a man where I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not a, a man that be doing like all of these like super misogynistic things. But like, I still have days where I'm like, Okay, my guy, you, you gotta. I mean, Reeling check in. yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's. <laughs> this is not the. Uh, yeah, um, the only thing that your mind should be focused on. You know, and so I think that you know white people have to like take that same approach and be like in like uh, internalize some of these things and like think about some of these things and think about like the benefits of uh, the position that you're in, like. When people people love to deny that like white privilege is totally a thing, but like let's on let's just be real about it, right? It right. it certainly mm-hmm. is, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for me, and this is again just like maybe my my black privilege, you know, um, anti shout out to Charlemagne, fuck out of here. Um, but like um, my black privilege is that if I was a white man, I would probably be like, well, damn, I already got a seventy five percent head start, so I need to go harder, right? You know what I'm saying? Rather than being like, oh, well, somebody going to take care of it, you know? Nepotism is not a thing. <laughs> right. Like, and we see it, like, uh, so frequently in, let's say, like, the, you know, jobs and companies that we work in that, like, black people will be working hard as shit. And then there's just, like, somebody's little nephew's little cousin, you know what I mean, that they knew from the country club down to whatever that, right. you know what I mean? Like, this is why the dynamic exists, because 
ultimately, like, there are uh, positions or there are things that have been set up. Um, I'm trying to think of a better word. Systems, exactly. Yeah, that have been set up Mm -hmm. to make sure that certain groups of people excel. And then there are literally other systems. Like, that could be one thing. It could be just that, like, white people made their systems and they were set to excel. And black people, y'all niggas need to make your own systems. Right. right? And, like, but uh, the, the creation of these systems for black people has been constantly destroyed by white people over time yeah absolutely you know even when you look at like like i'm told you about the book that i'm currently reading you look mm-hmm. at like we did all these things to put have our own you know our a own black wall type, street you know a black wall street and right. a black you know business party and a black this and a black that and they literally dismantle it right dismantle, like right right to the core like that's why when we talked about the like black identity extremists uh thing like and how crazy that was that they say like any um, you know, any white or any, you know, black, whatever, uh, groups that want to create autonomy, right. Which is just like being able to take care of yourselves, right. On your own. If you want to create that, like that, that's wrong to us, you know, but there are like these white nationalist groups or there's these groups that like mm-hmm. are allowed to thrive, you know what I mean? Like without any issue. And that, that's the difference. That's why the dynamic is created, you know? And it's, like, very obvious to, to us, you know what I mean, or very obvious to uh, at least anyone that's, like, taking a look at it. But people love to deny it. People will stand up on TV and say, um, you know, as a president that said, like, Mexicans are coming here to rape people, that I am not a racist. Right. Yeah, so absolutely. That, that's my reason, like, that's why it exists. I can't speak on the white behalf. Um, because maybe there's definitely white people that are just like, well, you blacks be doing crimes and you, you know what I mean? And whatever. And, and like all the things, yeah, that's why I can't really get jiggy with it because all the things that they say apply back to them. Back to them. Yeah. Okay. They lack it. They lack knowledge. They lack information. They call us niggers because they thought we were ignorant, but they literally don't know about shit, but being white. Okay. Um, I didn't, I didn't mean for this to go here. <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to keep it on a positive tone. Like oh, I want to, I know I'm, <laughs> I feel you. Oh, sorry. Like I want ultimately like some sort of, like, like guess let's transition into the next question. So right. What this the, question, right. Yeah. What does the future of race relations look like to you? So that would be both internally and externally, um, like within black people. And then also like, you know outside of our race and like how we deal with others i think that um one accountability on both ends Mm -hmm. um i think that as black people we like to um just be victims of our Mm -hmm. situations and when you acknowledge that like this is the way that things are this is why you know things are the way that they are but you also can take accountability for your own actions and your own life. Um, and that's the same thing I think with white people. I think, um, you know, you, number one, acknowledge that, like, this is the way that the system is. This is the way that, you know, we are being conditioned and we were conditioned and this is the way that society is. But then you take accountability for yourself Yeah. and say, like, well, so I think for white people – 
it's important to be an ally. It's important to insert yourself and um, and learn about a lot of things that other people are going through. Yeah, approach um, things sensitively. Yeah, yeah, approach things a lot more sensitively, um, and then use your privilege to help others. Yeah, to help like, others, and just to make the situation better. Yeah, yeah. I think about um, you know, uh, like the nurse one of the nurses that was uh at the hospital with my grandmother like was like super super sensitive and really really nice and like mm-hmm. it just like it definitely is something that you remember you know and it was also like not that like i, I don't know I, I just i'm using her as an example because she like very gently inserted herself into the situation you know like when she needed to like you know, move around the room, but there were, like, uh, you know, people in the room, she was just, like, very, like, strategic and, like, understanding, you know, mm-hmm. about, like, what, what's happening and what's going on, and I think that, like, uh, white people come into a lot of places, like, it's my shit, bow down bitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, like, I don't think that that's the way that it works, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that I would just walk into somebody's house and just take my shoes off and feel like, I'm just supposed to be here, you know, fetch me a drink, (laughs) you know, but I I feel like boy. Right. And I feel (laughs) like that that's, that's something that very consistently happens. And like, yeah, white people just feel this superiority that is in my personal mind, baseless. Let's talk about us for a second. Um, like internally, I feel like there needs to be, um, some sort of internal structure. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm sure that white people probably do have, like, you know, super higher up, like, Illuminati level, like, white folk government. It's called the United States government, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like that kind of structure. And, like, don't get me wrong, I absolutely don't think that we need something like that because it clearly does not work. Does not know? work very well. Um, yeah. But I do think about, and I don't know if I've talked about this on the show, but when I was, like, reading into, uh, you know, like, tribal cultures for a bit and, like, how in tribal cultures that it's literally about – the tribe and like finding out what works for individual like for these individual groups the individual you know? collective though right for the yeah, and then that's like builds up like the larger mm-hmm. collective you know right like mm-hmm. you have your your tribal council you know and your your people that come together and like speak on behalf of all the tribes but it's really like uh more of a communal effort right you know um and i think that that's something that we need not forget i think that we also have to be super intentional about um you know where we spend our money and like how we see it with the Popeye shit which we'll talk about you know but um Popeye's made 23.3 million dollars off of Don Cali's tweets you know off like, of Don off of the back off of the back <laughs> he needs of Don to Cali. um he, he needs need... to ask them for a check period. something like something no 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 dead ass because i feel like it blew up in the past like maybe two weeks yeah but, but i feel even like before that i yeah. feel like i ate it be- i ate it before that yeah we ate it like maybe we two weeks ago before, or i ate yeah. it definitely two weeks ago but um, don cali was the fir- like honestly the first one of the first. the first he was the first <laughs> sorry they that was in my check. matthew knows voice um <laughs> but yeah uh i, I just think like we have so much power and mm-hmm. we see that, but I think that like we have a tough time um, harnessing that, 
yeah. you know, because there's so many other things that have been like put into place to keep us apart, like colorism, right? Yeah. Like this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Light skin versus dark. Or like, you know what I mean? Uh, like negativity within our relationship styles, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, within the family dynamic. This is my mm-hmm. whole thing, right? People talk about this, like uh, the black man being the head of the household of the family. And this is what all this is supposed to be. And we know just over time, like there have been things from slavery to today, like to, you know, the prison industrial complex, right? Like things that have been mm-hmm. put into place to break the fact, the, the black family apart, Right. But at the same time, like trying to focus on um, the fact that maybe uh, it's two dads and two moms versus mm-hmm. what like we don't got time for that shit. You right. know what I mean? Because trivial. those are things that That's are holding us back. Shit. We can't mm-hmm. get back what quote unquote was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it wasn't supposed to be because it didn't happen. Right. But what we can do is focus on the future um and that that's what the future of like internal race relations looks like to me is like every black person i see out on the street or every person you white with spice even i'm gonna make sure you good if you white you probably already good you know what i mean <laughs> but let's just keep it kind let you right, mean keep, keep it, it cute kind. yeah for sure for sure like and like there's no thing reason is, for there to the, be disrespect and this yeah. is one thing that um i will say about myself is that i've been a very a lot more intentional about being um more compassionate to white people mm-hmm. um because god bless you thank you um because not that like they are owed any anything i just think that it just what could it hurt like yeah just, i think yeah i agree i, I don't think that it's like i need to be specifically um anti you you know what right, i mean right exactly um, it, it i understand i'm still going almost, to correct you i'm still right, i'm right, still right. but it's all done with the intention of being loving yeah b- I to my like own I, people to my right. own people though you yeah, know what i mean yeah, yeah, like yeah. because i'm taking remember when we talked about um the maya angelou thing like i care enough to correct you right for my people right or and I, folks, I also I mean? think that it's just like in general and this is where like uh it becomes like a mental strain and struggle for me sometimes but like my correction is not um sometimes for my people or for it's straight up for your you. lack of knowledge yeah. you you need yeah. to know this you need to know for sure. that this is not an acceptable behavior this is not a way that you act this is not a way that you treat people but it all can be done with with grace God's still working on me because <laughs> I'm going straight to the point on it. Um, but I do think, okay, like the, the future of race relations, like with white people is like being able to, um, you know, share things from cultures. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we, I don't think that like cultural appropriation, like I think that it's uh, inappropriate when it's like done disgustingly, you know, but I do think that it's okay for white people to be naturally curious about black culture. We're great. Yeah. You know, we're really Mm -hmm. awesome. But at the same time, I think having a respect for it and not taking it like, oh, cool. You know, uh, the y'all used to be getting shot in this building and now it's a Cold Stone Creamery, you know, or like it's whatever. Like, I don't know. I use Cold Stone, but like whatever. (laughs) Like, it's just you you take these things from our culture and then you like turn them. You put rainbows and sunshines on them, you know, and it's like, oh, cool. Now it's white acceptable to say Mm -hmm. off the heezy for sheezy. You know, like, it's just, like, 
that is where it because if I came into <laughs> if I sang Don't Stop Believing on a trap beat, y'all would be mad. Y'all was mad at Lil Nas X. Y'all wouldn't even let him on the right. fucking billboards Thanks. until he said, Fuck these niggas, I'm doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> so like I think that there just has to be um, a mutuality and also like a respect that like America, if we just want to talk about America, you know, <laughs> whatever cut, this cut. is, America, <laughs> this is not white people's land. In fact, <laughs> right. until white people recognize that this land will likely be cursed forever because I mean, we is. took it from other people who looked more like you and me than they did like white people, right? And we also killed all of, not we, because I wasn't here. I mean, niggas wasn't in this. I ain't going to speak for them. But y'all killed a whole bunch of people and sacrificed all these lives and put all this blood on this land. And y'all just think that y'all going to prosper. So I think that like until we, until there's like a reckoning or until there's like an understanding that this is ours to share, you know, like we are all here now. And it's something that like has to work for all of us. Y'all never gonna prosper. Right. Absolutely. So that's it. I'm pretty sure that's in the book. That's in that's in a book. It's called the Bible. Um <laughs> Yeah. Okay, last question. Ooh, this one is for me. Um, how can we be prideful in our identities without being detrimental to others? Uh, I mean, just being prideful about being black is you because we are the the oppressed people or we are you know we're not the minor we're not the majority um it's we don't really have to be detrimental to others and we can do mm-hmm. it like i said before in a compassionate graceful way um and pride is has nothing to do with other people and i think that's exactly, where yeah. these white nationalists and these white pride people um that's where that's where they have it, it wrong, completely wrong and fucked mm-hmm. up. Because because when you're ta- you talk about white pride or you know national nationalist pride, it's not saying I'm here. I was here first. Everybody else has to go, or no right. one else can right, be right. here. Mm-hmm. That's not what it should be if you are having a white pride or a white a, a nationalist pride. It should be, I'm here, and this is my culture, and if I fucking want to eat mayonnaise sandwiches and <laughs> fucking... I don't, like, hunt goats what? and deers and, and whoever Yeah, like, else, shit like, like that or whatever. Um, and build houses with Bob Vila. Do whatever you want. Whatever's on yeah. PBS. Do whatever you want. Like... That's my whole shit too. Like same, same. Right, answer, but it's, it's much. but like, it it doesn't have to be we're marching because we don't want people to cross the border and we want to right. slam gay people and we want to, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's where that's why we have an issue with these people because it's based in hate of others, right. not in pride of self. Yeah, pride is not being able to call somebody a nigger on the street or spit right. in somebody's face or you know what I mean. That's not mm-hmm. that's not being prideful in who you are you know right. or like in your culture and like i think that that white people give themselves way too much yeah. um they're like a lot of the white nazi nationalist people they talk about like white people introducing like lawfulness into society and like that being like 
you know, their like core contribution and sh- and like basically that like uh, the world wouldn't have any sort of structure or governmental systems without them. And I think that that's where they get it fucked up. Like that's the difference. Like Cause because I- we had systems that just weren't the systems that choose. Exactly. Yes. Um, right. It wasn't law and order like governmental systems. It was, again, right. tribal systems um, and, you know, uh, different systems of of uh, of order. Uh, but what I will say is, like, sure, white people have, like, brought in, like, uh, whatever governmental systems, but, like, what else, you know? Right. Because I feel like each culture because society has... Can, yeah, society can, can run without a democratic whatever. Right, like, yeah. But I feel like know? each culture, like, has things that are, like, pretty significant about them. Like, I feel like, you know... Uh, Latin cultures or Hispanic cultures have, like, uh, a lot of family, you know, I think, Mm -hmm. like, family and, like, culture and food, you know, like, hardworking, you know, like, those are things that are, you know, their contributions. Uh, A lot of Asian uh, descent people, uh, very intelligent, maybe that's a stereotype, but, like, it wouldn't be a bad one for me. Um, Spirituality also. Spirituality. um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, same thing with food and, like, with, you know, uh, like, I think of like very distinctive, like, you know, like very distinctive when you think about it. Yeah. You you can like see it. You can, you know, it has like a very distinct honoring your family. That's the Mulan story now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was just picturing. But like, yeah, I think that there are, you know, very distinct things about um, different cultures. And I feel like it, 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 we should have pride in those things, you know? But again, I don't think that me being like, um, extremely proud to be black is is anti-white right right i don't think that it's, and it's like, only fun and honestly it's only fun to make fun of white people because because they think they're targets. so cool <laughs> no because they just like think they're so great and did like so many cool things and it's just like dude you you just like you, biggest scammers you know like that's it <laughs> it was just like you guys scammed really really well and then you just like set up a scam that was like set to run for hundreds of years and that's it mm-hmm. like that's all um so congrats on the scam but also it's like eventually all that shit like falls down you know mm-hmm. and even if it takes a hundred or several hundreds of years for it to fall down like things that are not built in truth will not continue to exist right so um any other thoughts for motives and thoughts I, I feel really good we got that out i felt like a therapy session Come sit on the couch. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> no. You're all done. Okay. Um, these are our motives and thoughts for last episode of the season. The season, yo. Also, I would welcome. I, I would. Okay. Don't. Well, whatever. I'm just putting myself out here at this point. Um, I would welcome if anyone has like. I don't know, ways that they want to share with, like, maybe white people in their life or, like, you know, hey, and we want to say, hey, listen to this, feel free. You got somebody at your job, you'd be like, I'll be listening to this podcast, and they're like, yeah, and you're just like, well, I, look, I ain't say it, but they said it, so I just think that you should maybe listen to it and, like, not feel bad. Don't feel bad about things that you can't control, right? right? You can't control the fact that, like, systems are set up this way, but you can control what you do to continue them. Right. Absolutely. So, um, that's that. Uh, let's get into I Would Like to See It. Um, these are all around the same situation. These are all based on the same situation. Yeah. Um, I have uh, two, two stops, two starts. Um, so, 
I I don't even know 100% like because we live in the internet age. Um, yeah, because the girlfriend was saying something else. Yeah. So the original story. But, that, but yeah, regardless, you did see the video. Yeah. The original I did see the video. video. Okay. Yes, All right, cool. Go ahead. Okay. So. So um, the original video was a uh, black man from Philadelphia. Uh, his name is Reese. He was, uh, he ultimately committed suicide. Um, and there was a video that was shared around about, um, you know, a, a bunch of like black guys from Philly phones around him, like video recording him. Like basically he was saying that he, you know, has sex with transgender women and they were like, yo, like say that again, like repeat that. We want to get you on film. Like basically like what you saying? Like, he's like, yeah, I have sex with a transgender woman and like, you know, I care about her. I love her, whatever, like, you know, is what it is. Um, Obviously, someone uh, seemingly in that moment, like very comfortable in their identity, you know, um, not worried about what other people thought um, and then ultimately, uh, you know, committed suicide, mm -hmm. um, which is uh, very sad, took his own life. So, um, yeah, just awful. Uh, the story that later came out was there were some things that were going on between um, you know, the transgender woman and the boyfriend and ultimately that he maybe took his own life in like an act of like retribution or, you know, like I'm trying to make, you know, her feel a particular way, um, which is even worse, you know, um, it just shows that like, there are a lot of, uh, mental health uh, situations and absolutely. You know, things and, that go on and, I and think, it's so I layered. think that the situation is very layered. Mm -hmm. Um I think that there obviously was some mental health stuff going on, but I don't think that being publicly humiliated because of who you choose to love or choose to have sex with helps at all. <laughs> at all. Definitely doesn't help. Yeah. So, you know, um, it's just fucking exhausting. Um yeah, so I can't I imagine like like I can't imagine walking out my house and someone being like, just say in an alternate universe, mm -hmm. like, you like fucking niggas? <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like. And you recorded me with a phone, which is the even weirder part. Like, mm -hmm. what, what are what? I wish y'all could see myself right now because I'm, I'm looking at myself and I'm like so irked. What are you trying to accomplish recording and posting this man who is completely okay with himself and his decisions and you are uncomfortable with his sexuality? And you're just going to put that on your Instagram and story. you're going to put or, it on your Or just Instagram. save it in your phone, you know, and just maybe look at it later, just a video of this person saying that they're comfortable with who they have sex with. Like, What? I'm going to read off these. I would like to see it. Yeah. Let's start with the, the stops. So I would like people to stop worrying about what pleasures someone else. Unless it's a cucumber. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, secondly, I would like people to stop using these occasions to perpetuate transphobia. Um, when, I feel like whenever um, transphobic or you know any situation with like potentially trans people comes up uh people love to use words that they shouldn't use to mis misgen mis misgender to, or yeah, say to tranny or to, to say yeah, hermaphrodite yeah. and shit yeah, like that all these things 
Um, it's that'll ugly. also get you beat the fuck. I up. don't like it, and and also to be like, uh, to perpetuate transphobia in like let's say the the man situation is like oh that he should have been transphobic the way that you are, right? You know, like why would this man be interested in this person? Like, I I don't I'm not sure what's not clear. Um, people start what I would like to see people do. I would like to people to see. People start researching news before speaking. Yeah. Um, We live in a, we talked about this several times on here. Like we live in this information age where like some of the information is facts and some of it is not. Um, And then we have these like misplaced emotions. And then we have these like, oh, should I be on the Jay-Z side or should I be on the NFL (laughs) side? Because I don't really know how I feel because somebody put out this fake news thing saying that Jay-Z said he wanted to bring back slavery. You know, like, somebody put off fake news that Jay Z told Jermaine Dupree not to take the NFL. Right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and then lastly, um, I would like to see people start experiencing these things that they claim to hate. Yeah. Yep. You think that you have that you would hate to have sex with a transgender woman? Have you ever done it? Because I promise you. I don't know. I can't make any promises, but um, <laughs> let's move on to who run the world. Um, also, you look like a young Beyonce. I was going to wait until the end of the episode to tell Thank you that. Thank you. But, yeah, let's just keep it moving. That's the best compliment. Um, I know. Um, who run the world is um, it's just Missy Elliott. Did we talk about her getting the video Vanguard? We, we started the conversation. Okay. Last episode. Um, Shout out to Missy Elliott again. She also put out an she album this week. Yeah, she dropped yeah. the EP. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Missy Elliott because... I'm going to listen to it. Not. Um, also, random, this is just for me. Shout out to Janet Jackson. I don't for really being know Janet why. Jackson? But yeah, for being that bitch. Yeah, I just had to say that. Um, TV segment, only thing really to talk about. Oh, I caught up on some of the... Um, uh, heroin hub uh on a and e last night people <laughs> are really really shot out like the guy who was like selling needles yeah like, he would take like the used needles and, and like t- go to the go to the needle place yeah, yeah go and to get need- new ones and then sell them sell them to other people and i didn't know the term that they use which was works, works and i've heard people say that mm-hmm. before but i've never i didn't know that it was about needles and yep. that like i was it's like needles so it's like syringes like anything that you would need yeah. To shoot up drugs. Shoot up drugs. They sell. Um, the other thing money. that was crazy was the one girl who, um, I guess she got like arrested for assaulting a cop. And well, she was like, telling her, well, she was know, telling her aunt to call all the men in her phone. Okay, well, there's that. I wasn't <laughs> gonna bring that up, but she, um, the reason why she got the assault charge was because the cop got stuck with a needle. Yeah. Like she, it was like, I don't think she he did was, anything specific. She but didn't like, do anything. She didn't yeah. do anything specific. He, she, he went to grab her bag or grab her stuff mm-hmm. to get her out of wherever she was. And he got stuck with a needle assault charge. Yeah. Cause you're, you're like. Putting somebody's danger. life in danger. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think she had hep C. She does. I think. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ciao. Okay. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, we are at. Uh, we're also talking about Pose really quick. The finale. How did you feel about the finale? I just hate when Angel cries. 
That Same. is <laughs> the ugly hard cry is so annoying to me. Um, I definitely thought it was a very good episode, very good finale. I like how they're introducing now the newer um yeah, the, the newer, newer housemates, the, the newer kids that'll be yeah. in her house. Um, but Electra's speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That she yeah. gave Blanca, that's the only time I cried. Really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't really cry at all because I'm, I'm. I mean, y'all know I be cry. I cry all the time. I cry for, about everything. She. Oh, uh, Pia. Let's just stop here for one second. Um, Tori last night was like, "Yeah, should I watch A Star Is Born?" I was like, "Yeah, if you're a crackhead or something." Oh, like, I cried so and hard. And she was for like, "Yeah, Shar watch born? it." And I was like, "Yeah, Shar wants to watch stuff to cry." <laughs> That's all she does is watch like Grey's Anatomy. I cried and like so this is us hard. and just like I... all the crying shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I literally only watch things that make me cry. That is so. It makes because like in real life, sometimes I like forget that I have emotions. Yeah. So I have to. I watch stuff to just like bring me back. Wow. But A Star Is Born, bitch. Do you know I was sobbing? I was sobbing. Okay. I don't know what happens. That would be that sad. (laughs) Hysterically, like hyperventilating, crying tears. Um. The post finale, I just think like the first thing, like when, uh, like I don't know, seeing Blanca get sick, I wasn't fucking with that. Like, I it made yeah. me uncomfortable. Um, but obviously, I feel like they will, she'll be around for um, yeah, a the, while. Yeah, for a while. I was thinking that too. I'm like, there's no way she can die, but we're gonna definitely have to go through ups and downs of her. I mean, it's gonna be realistic. It's gonna be ups and downs of her and fighting sure. this disease. Um, it was cool to see that they're like. Also trying to move time along. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see. Like, they were in, I think, the 90s in this season. Um, and then I they, like... late 80s. No, this... The f- oh, was it in the 90s? I think... It, oh, no, maybe it was the late 80s. Maybe. I don't think it was late 80s because Madonna... Vogue. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so then I feel like maybe they'll get into, like, the 90s, like, next season. Because they already moved it into, like, oh, it's 10 months later or whatever mm-hmm. um, in the finale. So... Uh, yeah, I I'm really excited about season three of Pose. They also is getting money now, so yeah, so they like can like money. go to the beach and right. go to different yeah. locations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think that that will be really dope to see in the third For season. Sure. Um, really quick, uh, Black Lady sketch show. I need um, to watch that. I'm gonna watch that now. Um, I just I'm all caught up. I watched last night's episode uh, today, and last night's episode honestly was the funniest one. Well, and I'll I be honest, like it. as I'm watching it, I'm realizing like it's not one of those like bust out laughing type of shows it's know? like you get a chuckle here you know yeah but it's like the scenarios are really deeply funny yeah like mm-hmm. super deeply funny like um yeah I, this is definitely my favorite episode so uh watch a black uh, black lady sketch show um and then lastly i guess we should say here i didn't know that the emmys like you know how they talk about award season is in like february mm-hmm. i thought that the emmys would be then also but apparently they're in september Cause I was like, Pose just got nominated. Like, when are they gonna win? Um, but yeah, they uh, will be in September, September twenty second. So uh, before we're we're back, so it'll be an exciting thing to talk about when we get back. But if they don't give my nigga Jarrell Jerome that Emmy for when they see us, yeah, I'm he busting heads because he literally deserves. I was just talking about like uh, we were talking about crying and stuff. I don't really ever cry at anything. I I just it's really hard for me to like see outside of this being a fake scenario mm-hmm. you know like this is acting so like why would i get my emotions into this but his scene when he was talking about like you know why would anybody care about me nobody cares about me in yeah. that john 
definitely pulled uh, maybe a single tier, just one. Wow. Yeah. Um. So if they don't give this nigga the Emmy, I'm I'm beating niggas up. Um. We're at weird white people shit. One story here. One story. One story. Let's just. Thank God. Yeah. Wow. Well, we gave it, we're, we gave it to y'all in the in the first section, so uh, we're gonna give y'all a break off this week um, and let y'all air out for the remainder of the season. But um, Jeffrey Epstein, just another weird thing. I fully expect to come back uh, when the season comes back, and like I don't know, it's like Jeffrey Epstein zombie was you know yeah. brought back from because it just keeps getting weirder. It keeps getting weirder and weirder. Um, so apparently, uh, two days before his suicide, he created a trust with five hundred and seventy-eight million dollars. Real random. You know what? I'm about to do something random. I'm about to My create goodness. a trust. You know what? I'm about to just. I'm about to. I don't know where. I'm just just nothing else is trust. about to happen. Uh-uh. For five hundred and seventy-eight million dollars. I don't know about y'all, Nick Nogs, but I'm about to just do some shit on a sly. You ever feel like doing something just so random? <laughs> like, oh my god, I'm just so random. I mean, just actually, I'm actually walking on this side of the street today. Like what? This nigga. This nigga, five hundred seventy-eight million dollars. That's crazy that, that you get. That's crazy. I, I was just about to say that shit. That I was just about to say that. How do you do that from jail? How do you have that much money and still are in jail? Well, well, those are the hot. Th- those are the questions that need to be asked. I'm gonna say, well, now he's not. So yeah, well, he's not in jail. Um. Okay. Uh, where didn't you know? Uh, which is okay. Here's some things for the ladies. For the for ladies. The ladies. <laughs> I'm crying. Okay, and for uh, maybe some of the fellas as well. Some of the fellas, for sure, for sure. Um, there is a new report that says Philadelphia is home to nearly one thousand sugar daddies. Um, I would like to see it. Get this money. <laughs> Go ahead and get this money I out here. I already told, listen, I told my in-home, I said, as long as you cool with me having somebody on payroll, deception is the only felony. <laughs> <laughs> Wowzers. Okay, so uh, just real I quick. need to check. Where are they at? Where yeah, do we find 10, them? Top 10 neighborhoods. So, um, Roxborough, uh, Washington mm. Square, Belmont. So, they, this is, yeah, it's up here nice. Old City, uh, Cedarbrook, Bella Vista, Fairmont. Kensington. No, thank you. <laughs> you might want to stick away from there. Point Breeze is an up and coming neighborhood. That's what all the house listings say um, mm-hmm. that I'm looking at. And uh, Rittenhouse as well. Um, yeah, and Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse. Yeah, Rittenhouse is home to 244 sugar daddies. Look, I'm just about to let y'all know there's a spot called um, A Kitchen. Um, if y'all know where that is, I think it's like 19th and Chestnut. Um, just go ahead and sit down at a kitchen. They actually have a bar, which is right next to it. Have you a little drink there? I'm sure, um, they'll pop the up. right one. The right one will find you as long as you got on the right fashion Nova fit. Mm-mm, you know what? Um, this could have been in weird white people shit, this other story, but it's actually just weird in general. Um, it's actually two different stories about homelessness. Uh, the first is, uh, talking about Los Angeles and how nearly 10,000 people uh, in Los Angeles like are living in vehicles. So like an RV um, or maybe Campers, even their car. Trailers, huh? cars, mm-hmm. um, et cetera. And there's even, I believe, someone that I follow on Twitter 
um, did like an Airbnb, like in a cool RV, you know, like stay mm-hmm. there in LA for a few days or a week or so or whatever. Um, and so it's definitely a thing, but uh, they're essentially outlawing um, or restricting the ability to live in your vehicle um, or to have it be like restricted to certain areas. So basically you can no longer be anywhere near like a church or a school or whatever, because like they, you know, talk about like the sex offense laws and how you have to be living a certain distance away from these places. Right. Um, and there's no real way to track that. But then they're also saying that, you know, you can't live in any residential area, you know, but then also if you can't live in any residential area, all you have is like commercial property, which is like, if you can't go to Bella Nocha's, where can you go? Then where can we go? <laughs> I'm confusion. <laughs> it's just sad because like, it's just sad because these people really have nowhere to live and y'all are restricting. I can see the school thing with the kids and mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that because niggas be creeps. But like, where, where can like, we go? Where can we go? Because the rent anywhere is like um everywhere basically not even just not even because i read the second article like in detail Mm -hmm. not even just in la la is already fucking insanity Mm -hmm. even just california in general let's not even talk about san diego or the bay yeah like fucking insane it's insane how expensive it is to live somewhere so we have a roof over your head is it elitist to think that to to just want a house It's crazy, and it's like uh, me, me, and one of my coworkers were talking about last week. Uh, we're both like in search of new places to live, and it's like over the last like uh, let's say five years. Like I've you know been living here for five years, and um, you know over the last five years, like my well for me it's a little different, but like incomes don't be increasing like that. Right, not right? like that. But not like rent that. prices be increasing Insane. like that. yes and so it's like sure you can get a new job and you get new opportunities and you're making like more money than you were making previously Mm -hmm. but it's just like the rate at which these incomes are moving and even when they're moving like good you know they're still just not moving at the same rate that like the housing i mean the price of housing is insane and it's like people want to like they want to charge you a thousand dollars just one one thousand dollars to live in a space where you can touch all four of the walls with your arms out Yep. And go outside and it be and they selling works on your steps. Selling works on my steps. <laughs> it's somebody passed out on my steps. <laughs> and I'm just trying to go to work and make a, a honest now living I to pay y'all one thousand dollars. Right now I got put. Come on. I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> I'm just trying to make a turkey and cheese sandwich I on was, my lunch break. Literally, I was just trying to run to the fresh grocer and get a hoagie. That was it. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Listen, I'm going to tell you something else. Remind me to tell you something else about Fresh Cruise and Hoogies after this. It's not bad. It's just something I can't say on here. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) the last story about uh, the new American homelessness, it's rather long, um, but I definitely recommend reading the entire story. It's not that long, niggas. Just read. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like a little long for like an article, I would say. Um, It's from uh, the New Republic magazine, though. Um, And really, it just discusses like, um, you know, American homelessness from another perspective. So it starts with uh, a family um, from Forest Park, Georgia, um, who ultimately like they had a home that was condemned almost immediately after moving in. Um, And now it's like, well, where do I'm I'm looking at, you know, this woman 
and she has what six children mm-hmm. um where where do we go you know yeah and it's just like we don't like people aren't looking at these big at uh, like these things that are really really big that are happening to like uh people in these like microcosms so in these you know uh forest park georgia right because we have to look at shit like fucking donald trump being an asshole on tv all day right Mm-hmm. but people want to say that they're for the people and, and all this shit. And it's just like, what the fuck? Then like, why are the people suffering? I'm going to take it to the Bible for one second and then I'm going to, you know, stop. But it does say without vision, the people perish. Yeah. So there's that. Um, about to transition. It. It's about to get a little interesting and bops and bangers. Um, I was in the car with my dad, who's um, a nignog, to say the least. Um, And so... uh, I love him. Honestly, one of my favorite people. One of my favorite people, too. I sent him a really nice text message yesterday. Oh, good. Just to be... I'm actually really happy about that. Sidebar, I'm really happy about that dynamic and how that has... That me and my dad are are friends? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Let's move on. It all started with our trip, though. Um, no, um, that was a factor. It was a little bit before that. It was a yeah. little before that, but, like, that was a big factor. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so here are our, uh, our Boston Bangers. I, so, I want you to say yours, because you... Yeah, this is why it's a little different. Um, well, first off, uh, Jay Versace has a song. Um, he dropped I can't wait to listen to it. Called... Uh, I don't want to say the wrong name. Um, it's called Astro Black. Um, and it's good. It's like interesting. I definitely think you should listen to it. Um, okay, that's okay. People be in the comments strolling, but um, listen to Jay Versace's song. It's called Astro Black. I'll link it in here. Uh, he posted it on Twitter. Very Beyonce ish. Like no announcement. No even nothing that I'm making music. Just here's a song. Um, so I fucked with it. I like when um, people do shit like that because like I'm not a singer. I'm not an artist. I just made a song. Right. So I just made a song. Here it is. Yeah. yeah um meet me at the london um please meet me at the london that's a travis scott song damn <laughs> and young thug and young thug and, and j cole um j cole too but just i just want to say that you do like a travis scott song okay um damn i didn't know that that was travis scott that just really ruined my day um <laughs> so yeah the fire song it was like the song of the weekend because it just played all the time like wherever we were um, mm-hmm. Along with uh, anything by the baby was playing in North Carolina. Yeah, I mean you're in the Carolina. Um, uh, Normani motivation. Did you watch the video? I did one time. Did your dick just... immediately get hard? Cause mine did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, when she was in the <laughs> when she was in the rain. Yeah, she just at the end. Oof. So she different. looks so good. How did we ever? How did they ever like? How was she like? A background Ever not the to a lead singer, right? To what? Right? Like, oh my god, I know. Get out. Um, get out. Cowboy Envy Me. I'm with okay. the gang, I'm with the map. I just didn't know the name of the song. Right? Like, I knew the... I think I sang that on here one time. Um, yeah, because you know who sings that song all the time? Chase. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I actually knew it. But, like, yeah. um, I didn't know that it was called Envy Me by Cowboy, so good to know. Mm-hmm. Now I lay me down asleep. <laughs> Um, another song called, uh, Pop Out by Polo G, Gunna, and Lil Baby. You are going, you are a nig nogger. It was, it was, listen, all this stuff was on the radio. Like, my dad has, like, Sirius, so we were driving through, like, we drove to North Carolina, 
and um I was just like noting songs like, oh, okay, I like this one. I'm going to add this to my Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another song called Uno by Ambi J. Have you heard this song? Mm-mm. And it's like, uh, Uno, Dos, Tracy, Athato. Oh, yeah, I did hear you heard this. That song? I did. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard it. That's yeah. um, that another Bob and Banger. <laughs> and then last song is actually a, a good song. It's called Frustrated okay. by. I'm frustrated. Yeah. Uh, oh, how do you say this? R. Lamar. R. Lamar. Yeah. Okay, I see that. R. dot L. U. M. dot R. R. Lamar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah, that was a good one. An actually, an actual good song. Actual good song. But yeah, Uno dos tres thato. Like, come on, that's <laughs> fucking genius, dude. <laughs> like, it's fucking incredible. I'm really crying. But um, yeah, those are my bops and bangers. Okay. Um, my bops and bangers for this week. My first one is "Case of You" by James Blake. Um, it came on my shuffle on my radio and it was so good. Like it was beautiful, beautiful, Can I even like though it's not something? originally his song, but like, yeah. I go like, ahead. I yours? like the James Blake version more than the Prince version. Okay. I can see that. I'm sorry. I just, do James it. Blake's vocals are just so pure, like Ugh. beautiful. That shit was beautiful. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, also, my one of my favorite artists, Saint John, dropped his EP today. Mm-hmm. It's called Ghetto Lenny Lo- Get Ghetto Lenny's Love Songs, okay. um, and basically he says that he's like the rap Lenny Kravitz, and he has a Lenny Kravitz fucking feature on this mm, album. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. He also has a Meek Mill feature on his album, so okay. like just you know, like you know, the yeah, range the is there. Yeah. <laughs> um, super good, super super good. I love Saint John though. Um, so like I'm biased probably. Uh, Snow Allegra dropped her album. I last haven't week. listened, but Ooh, I know that it's something. So fucking good. I already know. Yeah. All sh- like straight through, straight through. Cool. Nothing but bops and bangers. Um, and my last one is Party Life by Jay Z. Come on, this is like one of the ultimate like songs. This is one of the ultimate songs, yeah. which is which inspired our mantra. But um, yeah. Um, Boston Bangers. Uh, for Tweets on Fire, um, we are going to just talk about the chicken sandwich stuff in just a moment. <laughs> um, but I just, I want to, like, I think that this will probably be the structure for Tweets on Fire next season. Um, because yeah, I, I like this too. Okay. I like this. Rather yeah. than, like, talking about what y'all talk about shit talk that, about because yeah. it'd be the same old shit every week. Bills, um, splitting bills, credit scores. Um, $200 dates. Two hundred dollar date. Wings are. I mean, um, drums are flats. <laughs> um, what else do you guys be talking about? Who should pay rent? Who should? Yeah. Um, who yeah. eats? Who eats first? Kids or husband? All shit like the that. just dumb shit. So dumb instead, shit. Um, we'll be pulling just some like really good tweets, viral like, tweets, fave, faves of the weeks. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so let's start off with the first. Um, this is from at Jazz Money Records. Uh, Jasmine Cherie Sanders. It says, why would you send Robert <laughs> Kelly, Jaliana, Maliana, when you know he can't read Iana? <laughs> LOL. <laughs> I was crying. I love that. So hard. Because you know we add the Anna to everything at this point. Everything. Yeah, and, we do. Um, like R. Kelly can't read. And it's just so funny also that his lawyer said like he's in jail and he has a Bible even he though he has can't a Bible read it. but he can't read it. Like, oh my god. That shit is hilarious. 
Um, okay, uh, I'll go to this. This one, I'm going to try to say it without laughing. But last night, I, I couldn't. I was reading it to someone else. Um, but it says, Beyonce originally wrote Bigger for the Bible, but God insisted she keep it because it was too powerful to put in. <laughs> Honestly. Well, we said what he said. Uh, what do we have third? Okay, this is kind of um, indicative of what we talked about earlier. Um, but it says, niggas stay talking about fighting demons. If you're a little gay, just say that. Just say that. <laughs> Period. Sexuality is... Nate, it's okay. Sexuality is a spectrum. It's a spectrum. Uh, Lastly, as we begin to talking about chicken sandwiches, um, Shake Shack decided to jump into the the situation. um, And at Asia, Chloe Brown uh, responded with, your chicken sandwich is (laughs) $104.39. That 39 cents took me out. Yeah, that's really what it was. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't go to Shake Shack without spending a dub. Like, honestly. Period. If, I spent $30 there yesterday. If if I took someone on a date to Shake Shack and they were just like, oh, you only took me to Shake Shack. Yeah, you're, $30. you're too bougie for me because this is an $85 meal <laughs> that we just had. Thanks. And, all don't, we had and then don't get wine. Cheeseburgers and french fries. Right. That's what I'm and, saying. Like, yeah, no. Um... Okay, so you know me eating a chicken sandwich with a with some prosecco. Right. Let's talk about the chicken sandwich. Um, yeah, I, honestly, Calvin is the first person that I saw talking about the chicken sandwich, and like he is openly, the one fully that forced me. It. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. He and, is the first, the first one, the first one. And then I think what happened was like people started like comparing to like the Chick Fil A sandwich because I think that people know that to be. Like, like the standard chicken sandwich. The standard, like, really good chicken sandwich. Um, do we need to, like, dissect and, like, break these down? Because I think we... I don't think that Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich is that good unless you get a spicy. It is really good, and the spicy is too much for me personally. But it, it's really and good. The like, Justin boys. The chicken, the way that they, like, bread the chicken, like, all that, that's very, It's not very crispy good. enough for me. Right. It isn't crispy enough, but the flavor of it and, like, the way that it sticks to the chicken is real good. I fucks with that. The buttered bun that's on the buttered white bread, I'm cool off of that. Yeah, where's the brioche? Honestly, if Chick-fil-A just stepped it up to, to brioche off of this, like that I we all won. You know what I mean? Like we got yeah. enough. It would just we we did our job. Yeah, we did what we were <laughs> supposed to do. But if they stepped it up to brioche and then maybe added a little extra crispiness um to the sandwich, like that would be real nice. That would be real fire. Um Popeyes where they're winning is the crispiness of the sandwich. Mm-hmm. The flavor of the sandwich. The flavor of the sandwich. The brioche. Mm-hmm. I'm not a pickle guy myself, so I had to cut them off. But overall, like, honestly, if we can just get a plethora of good chicken sandwiches at different places, like, Everywhere. it's a win for all. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always going to be biased that Shake Shack has... The better Definitely of everything. The better, yeah. I mean, and not even just bias because it's literally true. Right. Um, I will say that uh, dinosaur breasts are not for me. Uh-uh. You know what? I'm Leave cool her out of the... it. Leave her out of it. Triceratops. Rex. Leave breasts. her out of it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's just that. She be drawing. Um, I think it's time for three things to stand. 
Three Ooh, things to stand. Um, my first thing to stand is Sailor Moon. I'm back on my anime shit. Okay. Um, my second thing is blackberries. I've been eating blackberries. I I actually ate blackberries for the first time Thursday, and I'm utterly obsessed with them. Okay. I'm a berry girl though. Like I love all berries. I love fruits and shit. So don't really say but, you're a berry girl again. That kind of I'm a berry girl. Okay, okay girl. <laughs> all right. Um, but blackberries, they got the crunch, the extra crunch. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so good. Um, and my last thing is Brennan Danes. Uh, Brennan Danes is a like healthy alternative restaurant, I guess. Okay. Um, it's like fast food. You go to like a kiosk and you order. I get like acai bowls and smoothies and shit. But they have like lunch. They have create your own salads, wraps. They have vegan options, all that. Um, and there's one like near my job. But there's also like a few other ones. I think one in Malvern. One. They're like everywhere. But um, really, really good. They had the CBD honey um, that I've been using, and it just honestly just makes me feel like I'm stoned without me getting high. So. That's great. Very good. Um, All right, Jim. Okay, those are your three. My three things to stand. Um, first is a really good podcast. You guys can listen to this in the meantime uh, while we're away. Um, but it's called uh, Why Do You Push That Button? And it's by The Verge, which is a uh, like a tech blog or whatever. Um, but they try to keep it like a little more fun on this. And it's a little bit more about like social media in general. So uh, this one is called, Why Do You Use Close Friends on Instagram? This episode. Right. And y'all know that like I only use close friends um, to post my stories. But it goes through different functions for like why and how people use close friends. Like uh, they talk about like Finstas, which we know are like, you know, fake Instagrams. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about like, um, yeah, some people use their close friends just to like have literally their like very close friends. Like some people are using close friends the way that I do, which is like people who are like allowed to see the real me versus people who are not, you know, <laughs> like um, it just is a really interesting episode of the show. And so uh, definitely listen to that. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, my second thing to stand is like my whole dad's side of the family. Um, it's been really cool. Um, I just like, sharing times i feel like uh i spent a lot of time with my dad's side of the family as a child and then a Mm. lot uh and then you know not so much like in my middle or like teenage years Um, my dad was also in the military for a lot of this time so um that's that as well but um just being able to connect like those early moments to like current moments um has been really great so um shout out to my family um and then also like this side of the family like my mom's side of the family definitely has like a good uh, family tree history or like understanding, you know, but my dad's side, I feel like is uh, really deep. Like they know, you know, pretty far back, um, you know, our family history and things. And so uh, it's very interesting to be able to tap into. Um, my last thing to stand is Black Millennial. Um, like being on the podcast. Yeah. You said what? So Black Millennial, the podcast. Black Millennial, the podcast. Um, If you guys didn't know this, you'll see some cool things uh, soon. But you can say, okay, Google. It's like, I'm not going to do it right now because it literally (laughs) would just play the last episode. But you can do that. Um, You can ask Alexa, um, Siri, all those people to um, play the podcast. Just say, play Black Millennial, the podcast. Um, And we will pop up. 
Um, but really, this has been like an amazing uh, project for me. It's something that like keeps me uh, on my toes constantly and like constantly mm -hmm. keeps me working and like uh, thinking sure, about sure. the future. Um, I'm really excited about what's going to happen in the second season of this show. Um, just before we get to that, um, do you want to give us our closing mantra? So our closing mantra this week is brought to you by Jay-Z, uh, the original American gangster. When you're used to filet mignon, it's kind of hard to go back to hamburger helper. Come on. It's your choice, though, baby. It's your choice. And that's just a fucking vibe. That's a vibe. Um, I, I remember that came out, and I knew that I was filet mignon, and I knew that these other niggas was hamburger helper, and I was like, <laughs> wow, I feel seen. Uh, I felt that. Yeah, I felt that. <laughs> Um, okay big announcement time so um we're gonna have a live show um, we're gonna have a live show i'm so fucking excited y'all just know yeah. just know just know it was so hard to keep this a fucking secret i mean it wasn't really hard for me i was just working on it the whole time um but yeah, but i be wanting to be like um yeah come to our live show <laughs> But yeah, we're gonna have a live show. We're going to have a live show um, when we come back. Um, we will give you all the details, or should we just give all the details now? No, mm -mm. okay, I'll give them all now. Our live show is.